0: What a gift God gave to all of us and beautifully portrayed in that song and dance. Can we just thank our team once again for just giving us that that gift of of hula? And I, I think we all we all love gifts, and in this season, hopefully we get something. But even if you don't, never forget that God gave us the greatest gift ever to all mankind he gave us his one and only son jesus christ now when you came in you're given a bulletin and and on that you're going to see a title there it says jingle all the way we're actually concluding a series that we've been in for the past couple of weeks and we've been talking about the jingles that we play in our minds. You know, the negative things we say, maybe the, maybe the, the, the failures that we've had or, or maybe you feel like your life should be somewhere else or you should be doing something else or I could have been doing better at this stage of my life or whatever we're thinking, we sometimes play that negative jingle all the time. But God wants to replace that with something good. He wants to replace it with something that is of Him, something that gives us kind of like a a hopeful future. And so we've been replacing those negative jingles with good jingles. And at the end of our service tonight, we're going to play some for you, and we're going to do some together. So if you've been here in the the past couple of weeks, you kind of know some of them. If you're new tonight, then you're going to get them all tonight, and it's going to be fun for all of us. But these jingles that we play in our minds, we say them over and over. Or maybe someone said something to you and it just stuck in your mind. Maybe they said bad things to you, negative things that really hurt your heart. And now you've found Christ and maybe Christ is healing that. And, or maybe you've already been healed from that. All we know is that there are things that we say in our minds that really lock us down or imprison us from becoming the very best that God sees us to be. See, we, we all live in a world that causes us to be so busy with trying to do our very best with becoming someone that we forget that we already are someone in Christ. And because of that, now we can become anything that he sees us to be by him giving us the strength to do so as well as the vision. So even in the busyness of this season, we're just going to pause for a little bit and just let God do something in our hearts. Unless, if we don't do that, then we get lost in the crowd. We get lost in the busyness of the season. So let's, let's let God do something in our hearts tonight. That as we take out this time of our schedule, what we're saying to the Lord is, we value you because you value us. And so because of that value, that relationship, can you do a great work in my heart? That's why we're entitling tonight, Merry Christmas to me. Yeah, Merry Christmas to me. It's okay to say it. Can you just say it together? Ready, go. Merry Christmas to me. It's okay. Now, some of you, you actually take that literally. Heidi does that often, my wife. She says, thank you for getting me this gift. I really appreciate it. I was like, when did I get that? She said, I just went Macy's. I got it. So thank you for this gift. So some of you actually do that, but this gift, Merry Christmas to me, really says, God gave me a gift. In fact, we, we actually asked your children That are here, uh, you know, and you bring them to church. We asked them a couple of weeks ago, If you were to write a letter to Jesus and asked him for something, what would it be? And I have it here tonight. Don't worry, they didn't put your names. And it just says this. It says, My Christmas letter to Jesus. It says, Dear Jesus, I wish I can see you in person. I still will believe in your love. And this child is age nine. So that's a cute uh, way to wish or ask Jesus for something. This one says, Dear Jesus, and this child is age 10. It says, Dear Jesus, thank you for doing all kinds of things for us. Thank you, joyful Jesus. Thank you for taking care for us. T- taking care f- for us. Uh, we know what they meant. They're 10 years old. They're learning. They're learning. Uh, Merry Christmas, and thank you for our family. Oh, that's so cute. Nine years old. Dear Jesus, I hope you get and like my letter. Thank you for all you have done for me. That's cute. Nine years old. This one is nine years old, too. Dear Jesus, thank you for everything you have given me. Thank you for watching over me. I couldn't be what I am today without you. Nine years old. That's awesome. (laughs) Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for our sins. Wow. Age eight. This one is age six, and we wanted to show you the actual letter. It says, Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us, being born on Christmas. Thank you. You rock. You rock. All, exc- all exclamation points. This kid is excited. And six years old at that. Dear Jesus, all I want for Christmas is you. Wow. I want to go to heaven for Christmas. <laughs> uh, age seven, okay? That's age seven. So, whew. pray, Pray for now. Uh, Dear Jesus... I really hope that I get my presents for Christmas. I already opened my present yesterday, but I only opened up one present and I got to wear it last night. It was almost like confession, yeah? I only opened one. Okay, that's age 10. Dear Jesus, I love you so much, much, I love you so much, and can you tell my mom and dad to get me a lot of presents? (laughs) Age nine. So the name is actually here, but scratched out. I won't say the name. So just in case, so parents, you got to buy all. Your kids, more presents. Dear Jesus, can you tell my mom and my dad to give me presents? A lot of presents. <laughs> this is age eight, probably the sibling. Dear Jesus, I would like a DS and a hoverboard. Whoa. <laughs> also, I am thankful that you created us. Another thing is that I hope we get to go up to Mauna Kea on Christmas Day. One more thing is that I love you. Age 10. Dear Jesus, I would like a new scooter. But most of all, I would like my family to be very jolly on this great day. Thank you. Maybe they're not all the time jolly, so maybe they're asking. Thank you for caring about everybody on earth. I love you. Age 9. We're going to show you this one. Dear Jesus, thank you for the ocean. It's nice to swim and see the wonderful sea creatures. See? Swimming, and it's like, ooh, and there's a turtle. (laughs) See? Nice honu and then some fishes. P.S. Can I have a puppy? (laughs) p.s okay here's another one we want to show this to you so dear jesus how do you handle all the sins you have seen thank you for forgiving all the people's sins thank you for loving all the people and making miracles p.s can i have a skateboard (laughs) and there's a little cartoon i forgive your sins thank you for the miracle and forgiving my sins and then like can i have the doll so age nine cute Age 10, dear Jesus, thank you for making your sacrifice and coming to the earth and forgiving our sins. Lord, we bless you and worship you because you are awesome and amazing. Thank you for answering my prayers and everyone else's prayers. Thank you for letting me love you and seek you. Lord Jesus, we listen to your story and now it's our favorite. Joyful are you, strengthen you, loving are you. Age 10, we hope you can save, we we hope you can give us what we want for Christmas and what we want for Christmas is to give What we want for Christmas for you to give is your love. Thank you for our needs, our water, and light. Jesus, you are our light. You are our life. You are everything we love. Jesus, thank you! Two exclamation points. Bing! So, this is a future president or something. (laughs) Dear Jesus, I hope that you got my letter of giving every child the gift of love. I also really would love it if you gave me my wish of having... My mom coming and visit me because I really miss her. Thank you very much. Wow. You guys sneak this one on me, huh? Okay, age 10. This one is age 8. Dear Jesus, I wish you was back from the dead. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> love you. Okay. <laughs> got to talk to our Sunday school teachers. They got to teach. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just playing. We have wonderful Sunday school teachers. I had to say that. Uh, Dear Jesus, I hope Santa will give presents to all children, children kids. <laughs> so, they tried to spell it, so can we just thank our children for uh, writing these wonderful letters. They're super cute. And I think that our kids are on to something. You know, that they, they know they can ask Jesus for things. And they're not, sh- they're not ashamed to ask Jesus for whatever they want. But it's, it's interesting that we know that God gave us a wonderful gift in Christ and that we can always go to Him for hope. Our children know that and they're learning about that. Jesus knows exactly what we want, but more importantly, He knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly. In fact, in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, it's in your notes. You can take that out and follow along. The Bible tells us this, and this is when the angel came and, and was giving the shepherds who were in the field that night when when they were proclaiming and casting that vision of this is who the Messiah will be. And this is the hope that today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You know what I love about just what the angels said is that it's a personal gift. Whenever Jesus addressed people, and if you read throughout the scriptures, whenever Jesus addressed people, you didn't get lost in the crowd. He never lost people in the crowd. He singled them out and he he healed them and he loved them individually because the Messiah has been born to you. That's why it's Merry Christmas to me. He is your gift. And it's an eternal gift. It's you. Unto you, a child is born, a son is given. You is personal. That word you. Happy birthday to you. They're not saying Happy birthday to everyone. You don't show up at a party and and say, oh, just happy birthday to everyone. No, there's a specific person. In fact, I have three grandchildren, and we celebrated my oldest grandchild's uh, birthday, or maybe it was the younger one. But the middle grandchild, as we're celebrating, I believe it was the younger one, is celebrating his birthday, just about to sing happy birthday. I don't know if this is middle child syndrome, but he said this, my birthday is next month. Just out of the blues, just, just reminding us, don't forget about me. So you don't go to a birthday and just say, oh, happy birthday to everyone. No, there's a specific person that you're saying it to. That's how intimate God is with you and I. He is specific to you. He says, you are valuable to me. You don't get lost in the crowd. You're not alone in this world. He sees you. He created you individually, not in a mass crowd. He says, no, unto you a child has given to you. He's personal. See, God gave us the greatest gift through Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at four things that come with this gift that God has given to us. And it's more than just a nativity scene that we look at or some nice painting of of baby Jesus. But here are some things that come with The Savior. And there are probably more, absolutely, but here are four key things that I want us to remember, and the first one is this, that God's gift to me is hope through Jesus Christ. Hope. Have you ever been in a hopeless situation? Now, I remember growing up, I felt hopeless because my parents dropped me off at a daycare center, and I probably was around four years old, but I remember this well, because when they dropped us off, it was myself and my older sister and my older brother so we're at the daycare center, and because we're siblings, we, we ruled. You know, we could, we could kind of like, this is our toy, and we didn't boss people around. We just kind of, we, we were together. But as the night went on, parents started picking up their children, and then we started to notice, hey, you got, you know, less children, less children, less children. And then there were just us three. And so I started to think, wait a minute, do we stay here? Like, is this, is this an all-nighter? Well, then I started to think, and I, I remember this vividly. I remember thinking, wait, us staying here, does that mean my parents don't need to come back? And so I started to become fearful. And I, I, I think my older brother, he was six years older, I think he saw it in my face, and he says, what's wrong? And I started to cry. And I said, mom and dad's not coming back he said what do you mean no they're only gonna we're only gonna be here for a couple of hours and i felt like i was losing hope that they would come back and pick us up and so as some time went by i fell asleep and they actually dimmed the light so it got even worse so i'm i'm lying down and then my brother wakes me up and he said sheldon mom and dad are here and I remember opening up my eyes. And you know when you see your parents, you just convult. Like <laughs> so I started to convult. And, and I couldn't stop. I just couldn't help it. But then, like, this peace came over me. and I, Because I knew they came back for me. And I remember it vividly that they were, like, signing papers, like, giving you away. But I thought, okay, they're here. They came to pick us up. And I fell right back asleep. I fell asleep because I knew that I was going to be Okay. And some of us feel like that sometimes. Sometimes it, it feels like the lights of your life are dimming and you're in darkness and you're wondering, where is the hope? Where are we going to get the finances from? How are we going to accomplish this? How are we going to figure this out as a family? How are we going to pay for school? How, how are these things going to happen? It's like the, the, the light is slowly dimming. But with, with Jesus comes hope. I want us to read this scripture together. It's found in First Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 5, and it's in the message translation. And I want us to read this together because I, I want us to kind of catch this as as a as a people. Let's read this together nice and loud. It'll be up here on the screen or in your notes. Ready? Go. What a God we have, and how fortunate we are to have him. This father of our Master, Jesus, because Jesus was raised from the dead. We've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. See, that's God's promise for us. He gives us hope. Through Jesus Christ. The second thing that God gives us is that God's gift to me is peace through Jesus. Peace. He gives us peace. Now, we, there are all different kinds of pieces, uh, peace that we seek. We, we all want peace. We want peace in our world. We want peace in the marketplace or at our jobs. We want peace in our communities, peace in our families. We want peace in our homes. But probably the greatest peace we all seek is a piece in our hearts, a personal piece, that we want that. I remember this commercial long time ago. I shouldn't say long, making me sound old, but it was a couple decades ago. Uh, and you finish this, okay, since we're talking about jingles. Uh, Calgon. Ooh, we get some up there ages people. Some of you didn't say it. You're like, I ain't saying it. I'm not 70. I ain't 60. I ain't 50. I ain't 40. Let's try it again. Calgon. Yeah, see, you you remember that commercial because the commercial was basically saying, There's so many things happening around me. Put in some of that, I don't what was it? Bubble bath something? Something that took it away. So you you, you did like a bubble bath thing because life was that stressed out. You were just that stressed out. And so it was something that remedied all the busyness. But really, a bubble bath may feel good for a moment, but it doesn't take away the peace or the, the lack of peace. It doesn't fulfill the type of peace we need. It doesn't take away the turmoil or all the stress because it's still there. But Jesus brings a, a kind of peace that really satisfies the soul. It's a, it's a peace not of this world. Some years ago, I, I, I just wanted a, um, a peaceful dinner with Heidi. We call it date night. A peaceful dinner. So we're getting ready for date night, and Heidi says, "Uh, Can we stop by the church just a quick one? I have to drop off this food. And I said, You're cooking food. What is this for? And she said, Well, it's just, I got to drop this off at the church. So I'm thinking, Oh, maybe they have something up here, some type of ministry gathering. So I said, Okay. And and I'm frustrated because I'm thinking, We got to go already. Come on, let's go. Like, I like to be on time for the movies or whatever else, mostly the movies, because we want to get a good seat, right? so I, I want to hurry up, so I'm getting frustrated, and so we get here, and then she says, just park the car right by the door, there's a door on that side, and she says, uh, can you, can you take this in with me, can you help me, I think you kind of carry on casserole by yourself, but I didn't say that to her, because, you know, I'm gonna fight, so I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, Let me let me, let's go, and I said, can we just, like, run in and run out, can we just, like, really quick, she's like, yeah we can but you know people are going to say hi to you and this is years ago so i didn't know too many people so i i walked in and i'm carrying the food and you know when you have attitude you just you look like you have attitude and just some of you look like that right now but i'm just walking i'm walking in and i'm thinking let's just hurry up and i look up there's a crowd of people looking at me all happy and smiling surprise I'm like, it's not my birthday. What? They said, it's Pastor's Appreciation Month. I'm like, I'm not appreciating you right now. And they said, no, it's Pastor's Appreciation Month. We just wanted to appreciate you and thank you for all that you do, you holy man of God. <laughs> so here I am carrying this thing. And we had to stay there. I was thankful, very thankful, but I was kind of, you know, bummed that we didn't go to the movies. But I did, I did bring that, but I, I felt like I just, I just wanted a peaceful night. And although the night went well, it was fine. I was grateful. We can have peaceful nights. We can, we can do things that make us feel good. Throw parties, and we're going to probably do that this weekend, and even tonight maybe have dinner and things. But that's a, that's a temporary peace. A temporary peace is when you just tell all your kids, okay, go play in the room, or go play outside, or you put them all in the tub. All you guys bathe one time. I know you're 15, but you bathing all one time. <laughs> I don't care. It's I just want peace and quiet. Now, that's a temporary peace. But Jesus gives us a different kind of peace. In fact, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, tells us, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In other words, when Jesus comes into our life, he brings peace with him. It's a part of it. And that peace is eternal. That peace can never be taken away from us. The peace given to us is a personal peace. It's not a temporary peace, it's personal. John chapter 14, verse 27 tells us, Peace I leave with you. And this is Jesus speaking. My peace I give you. I do not give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. We live in a world of fear. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. I have overcome the world. I'm giving you a different kind of peace that the world can never give. That gift comes with Jesus Christ. The gift of peace. The third gift that God gives to us is love through Jesus. That God gives us love through Jesus Christ. See, I think we all want to be loved. We all want love. We all want to be liked. That's why, we, that's why we have Instagram and Facebook. That's why we check. How many likes do I have? Because we like to be liked. But the reason why we feel like that, the reason why we want approval is not for each other necessarily. It's, it's because of God. He, he put that there so that we seek Him, not other things, so that we seek Him, so that relationship with Him fills our soul. We all want to be loved. We all want that value to be in our lives. We all want to be happy. We want to have great days. We want to be stress-free. In fact, I I read this the other day, and, and I found this interesting. It says this, if you can start the day without caffeine or pep pills... If you can be cheerful, ignoring aches and pains, if you can resist complaining and boring people with your troubles, if you can eat the same food every day and be grateful for it, if you can understand when loved ones are too busy to give you time, and if you can stay happy when people take things out on you, even when it's not your fault, if you can take criticism and blame without resentment, if you can face the world without lies and deceit, If you can conquer tension without medical help, if you can relax without liquor, if you can sleep without the aid of drugs, if you can do all these things, then you are probably the family dog. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. My dog is happy every time I see him, even though he got lickings. So we all want to be loved. We all want to be happy. And then I read this one. If you have a look on your face of, why are you screaming? What did I do wrong? Why are you crying? How can I make it right? If you, if you give an attitude of, would you like it in a different color? Did I get the wrong size? Would you rather me put it in a different room? If you, if you walk around with a posture signifying, I just wanted to show my love. I just wanted to express my thanks. But now you are screaming, and I don't know how to make you stop. If you have a gaze in your eyes that reads, I just wanted to put a dead mouse on your sheets. You're the one who wanted me to catch them. If that's you, then you are probably the family cat. (laughs) Those are all cat lovers. We all love our pets. We all love our family members. We We love our spouses. We love our children. We all want love, and we want to give love. But this is what God says in 1 John 4, 9. This is how God showed his love for us. That God sent his only son into the world so we might live Through Him. God's gift to us is love through Jesus Christ. Some of the greatest words to ever hear are the words, I love you. And God says that to each and every one of us. And He showed us His love. And the last thing that God's gift to us, that God gives to us, is eternal life through Jesus. He gives us eternal life. See, God gives these two people in the Bible, Mary and Joseph, such an important assignment that the angel of the Lord, the angel Gabriel actually visits Mary and says, you will bear a child. You'll be with child and and he'll be the son of God. Now, Mary has to ask some questions. She's a little concerned, and so she asks some questions, Then the angel says, no, no, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and you will conceive. Joseph, her fiancé, hears this from Mary, and is a little concerned, and he's saying, hold on, you're saying that you're going to have a child, and it's from the Holy Spirit? So now the angel has to visit Joseph, and says the same thing to Joseph. And gives Joseph some instruction and says, listen, you, you're going to parent this child. And Mary and Joseph has they, they, they have the, the important assignment of making sure that this child is well taken care of. That this child will grow up into this world in the most humble way as an infant. Innocent, peaceful, non-threatening, and destined. And for Joseph... To make sure Mary and the baby are well protected and taken care of, that's a big task. I think we still feel that as fathers, don't we, as husbands. We still feel that we need to provide, protect, that we want to be that for our families. Oh, Joseph felt the same way. This was the son of God. But Joseph knew that this was an important assignment, and Mary knew that. Their assignment was so important that it would affect the entire human race from beginning to end all the way into eternity. For the Bible tells us in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a free gift. And all of these gifts come with the Savior. Now, we've been calling this series Jingle All the Way because Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we're going to kind of wrap it up. I'm going to invite our singers to be up here. And and if you were here in the past couple of weeks, we had three jingles that we went through. And so they're going to help us to remember these jingles. I tried to sing it. Didn't do well. I brought on some professionals. So here's how we're going to do this. Are you guys ready? I'm sure you are ready. So these jingles are to remind us because there are times when you may be fearful But when you're fearful, here it is. Perfect love casts out all fears. (laughs) So it's God's perfect love that casts out all fears. You may feel hopeless, depressed, lost, and discouraged, but when you feel like that... Promise remains. I'm gonna put a tip jar over here. It's like, so don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Whenever you feel like giving up, it's almost like, it's an indication that God's promise is right around the corner. His promise is right there. So don't give up. Because sometimes when we do that, then we see that God's promise was that close. Okay, last one. There may don't don't worry about the moth. It's, Hopefully it's a moth. Some of us are afraid of cockroaches. I'm not. Thank you, Jesus. So last one. There may even be seasons of heartache, pain, even an unbalanced life. And we talked about that last week, these four gauges. So when that happens. The best thing ever. Can we just give them a hand? Thank you so much. So you got to watch your emotional, your spiritual, your mental gauge, and your physical gauge, and we keep our life in balance. I pray that tonight, this Merry Christmas, this gift to you, that you will always remember. God gave us a gift in Jesus Christ. He gave us his love, eternal life. He's given us hope, and it's always through Jesus Christ. Never forget how valuable you are in him. We're going to pray so you can... Close your Bibles put away your notes and, and bow your heads for a moment and as we conclude tonight maybe there are some questions that have been stirring in your hearts maybe you came here tonight because you're maybe looking for answers or, or maybe you were maybe it's tradition for you maybe this is what you do but God always speaks something genuine to you and, and something that you can hold dear in your hearts so as we pray tonight let's let's solidify what God has been doing tonight would you just close your eyes for a moment and that keeps us focused. Lord, I just pray for all of us tonight that we would never forget that you have given us hope, you've given us love, you've given us eternal life, you've given us a, a future to look forward to. You've given us all of these things in your son, Jesus Christ. And so we're thankful. You are the Prince of Peace. I pray for our families, our families, our loved ones. Lord, we're so grateful. Thank you for bringing our children home who may be in college or, or family members who are visiting and, and from maybe they're from another place, uh, off island or out of state, or around the world. Thank you for friends, Lord. And of course, thank you for this season that we get to be reminded of how good you are. But I pray for anybody here tonight that maybe they've just understood that this free gift is eternal life. But this free gift comes by just accepting you as Lord and Savior. And if you're here tonight and you're saying, I've never given my heart to Jesus, I I don't know how to do that. Well, I'm going to say a prayer and you can repeat after me. Just include your heart. In fact, we can all say this prayer together. Even if you've prayed this prayer a hundred times, it's a reminder of how good God is. Let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, Thank you for Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean and make me brand new. I want to be the person that you created me to be and I believe in you that you died on the cross and rose from the grave to give me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer for the first time and you just accepted Jesus, would you just briefly lift a hand and you don't have to stand or anything. You're just acknowledging with your flesh, with your physical body, what your spirit just did. And you're just raising a hand and you're just saying, Lord, I've accepted you. Yeah. Anybody else said yes to Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. God sees your hand. Yeah. God bless you. Right here. Right there. Yeah. God bless you. Back there. God sees your hand. Yeah. Right here. God bless you. Yeah. You have eternal life, free gift. You can put your hands down. God sees you. Lord, I just pray for those who said yes to you. And and maybe even those who, maybe they never raised their hands, but they said it in their hearts. And so I pray your blessing over each person. Thank you for the free gift that you have given to us. And thank you for giving us this season that we celebrate you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said together, amen. Can we welcome these that said yes to Jesus into the family of God?